Welcome to Turn In Your Hymnal To. I'm Rex Bridges, and today we'll be looking into the background story of Lead Kindly Light. Lead Kindly Light, 1833. St. Paul was stopped in his tracks by the blinding light of the sun on the Damascus Road, but it was the kindly light of a star that led the wise men to the manger of the Christ child. Since then, many have sought to guide their footsteps by the radiance of the noonday sun, when God has been seeking to order their ways by the gentler glow of an evening star. So it was with brilliant 32-year-old Anglican clergyman John Henry Newman. Returning to his native England from an extended visit to Rome, he boarded an Italian orange boat for the journey to Marseille, France, accompanied by a brother minister and his personal servant. Newman, deeply hurt because of the lack of religious vitality in the Church of England, was anxious to revitalize the dying devotion of her ministers and members. His visit to Italy had been made with the express purpose of discussing his spiritual condition as well as that of the church of his choice with leaders of the Roman Catholic Church. Now, en route home, he was more confused than ever. Day after day, he prayed for a sign that would assure him that he had not been overlooked by divine providence. Now, to make matters worse, the orange boat is becalmed in the Straits of Bonifacio between the islands of Corsica and Sardinia in the Mediterranean Sea. It is late afternoon, Sunday, June 16, 1833. The restless minister paces the deck and calls to God to send a wind so the ship can get underway. His friend tries to reason with him, but to no avail. The distressed minister cannot be so easily quieted. Since there is no calm in his troubled heart, why should not the elements of nature themselves be as turbulent? Maybe God is trying to calm you, his friend suggests, by sending this deadening calm over the sea. But Newman will have none of that. Turning to the captain, who is supervising the shifting of orange crates to keep the fruit from spoiling beneath the hot sun, the distraught clergyman cries out, Captain, when do we sail? We are more anxious to sail than you, sir, he replies. A few more days in this sun and our fruit will rot. Isn't there something you can do, Newman asks, still pacing up and down the deck. The captain continues working as he answers, One step at a time, young man, one step at a time. We who sail before the wind have learned to wait for the wind. Newman senses a mild rebuke in those words and mutters to himself, One step at a time. I want to leap, not step. Looking at the captain, he shouts, Call down a wind, captain. The captain remains unperturbed. Am I so proud as to defy God and demand that he loose his winds for my benefit alone, he replies? Pride does not rule my will, sir. I cannot choose my path. He who handles the winds and sends them on their appointed courses to do his bidding and to obey his will will breathe across the waters in his own good time and cause them to tremble and be alive again, and not until then do we sail. The hot, humid day finally gives way to the long, sticky night. When the captain comes on deck, he sees the two clergymen still walking up and down. Turning to them, he points heavenward and says, The star is shining again. If a wind rises tonight, the sails can catch the breeze and we can chart our course safely to our desired haven. Newman asks, By that one little star? The captain replies, One needs the sun in the day, but one little star is sufficient at night. 
and returns to his cabin. Newman stares at his friend. The star, the star. I've been looking for a sun to be my guide, and God has sent me a star. I was expecting the brilliant light of noonday to reveal God's entire plan for my life, but he sent the kindly light of a star to show me the way, one step at a time. His mood suddenly changes. I know now why God dropped me here, to teach me this lesson. I see it clearly now. I was blind before. In the inspiration of that moment and the glow of that experience, Newman wrote his greatest hymn. In three stanzas, he told of his spiritual pilgrimage from doubt to faith, from confusion to certainty. The hymn began with these lines. Lead kindly light, amid the encircling gloom, lead thou me on. The night is dark and I am far from home, lead thou me on. Keep thou my feet, I do not ask to see the distant scene, one step enough for me. Twelve years after he wrote these majestic words, he forsook the Church of England and united with the Roman Catholic Church. The honors that were heaped upon him were climaxed when Pope Leo XIII made him a cardinal in 1879, ending what Newman called, a period in which I lived a lonely, disappointed life. He died in his 89th year in Birmingham, England, August 11, 1890, quote-unquote, a great Englishman and a great saint.
This has been Rex Bridges, reading from Living Stories of Famous Hymns by Ernest K. Emurian. Copyright 1955 by Baker Bookhouse Company. Used by permission of Baker Bookhouse Company.